Hey guys, thanks for listening in to episode 29 of The Daily Pod. Just a quick update in this episode. Um, so obviously I haven't done the you know daily game updates in a while. Those are just getting a little too taxing. I think I'm going to go back to kind of doing general updates throughout the week, um, going over different stuff. Uh, but yeah, let me kind of jump into some things that have been going on, going on around the league. Um, we've seen a couple games postponed because of some COVID issues. Um, I believe the Celtics and the Mavericks are two teams that uh, are down below the eight player uh, minimum. So, you know, that's a concern that, you know, hopefully they're able to get stuff like that under control and there aren't many other uh, delayed games because it does seem like a general kind of theme that st- some of the, you know, teams are starting to get um you know, some of their players starting to get wiped out. There's not, you know, nearly as much um, availability. Uh, however, you know, something that does, uh, opportunity that does provide is that some young players, especially talented young players, have an opportunity to kind of break out and uh, play well. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he's a example of that. He dropped like 39 points, like six and five or something like that. But like, Put up really solid numbers, you know, granted he was one of the few guys that was able to play for the um, 76ers in that game, uh, but he was able to play. So, you know, keep an eye out for guys like that. You can do star stock for short-term flips on guys like that if you see, um, you know, stuff happening like that. Um, You know, other news, uh, before their game was postponed, it was announced that uh, Kristaps Porzingis was... um, he was announced that he was going to be coming back, uh, which the game was supposed to be today, tonight. Um, encouraging news for Mavericks fans. Um, pretty exciting that he'll be able to play moving forward. Uh, and just in general, you know, I think that does good for Luca. It gives him another option, another guy that can uh, stretch the floor, make things easier for Luca, especially as a big man. You have the, you know, you have him out on the, you know, on the outside being a three point threat you have to respect that as a big man or else he's just going to, you know, continue to hit threes. So it makes that his uh, dynamic for the Mavericks makes it a lot more, uh, a lot easier in my opinion for Luca um, to uh, get into the paint and, you know, have his way when he, you know, if, if you watch his game, he gets, he gets a defender behind him, does a sh- uh, um, short dribble uh, into the paint and, does a little floater or a little layup and it's really helpful when the center isn't there and he's having to guard Porzingis or he does crash in and he swings it to Porzingis who either takes a shot or dishes it to the wing I mean it's just a recipe for a lot of open shots working them in the pick and roll stuff like that that's a really exciting thing to me um I think you know Porzingis cards are probably pretty good price right now I think you know they'll start to go up as there's more you know, talk of him coming back and, you know, don't be too discouraged if at the beginning of the season he's not putting up crazy numbers or he is, um, you know, not getting a ton of minutes. It kind of has happened over the last several years as he's got hurt. Um, but I expect him to, you know, get back to his old self, uh, probably later in the season. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, that's definitely an exciting move there. Um, just in general across the league, um, 
you know, we've seen, it's been kind of hard because there hasn't been a whole lot of consistency. Um, just in that, you know, some teams will do really well for a stretch of a couple games and then another team might come up and, uh, you know, play a little bit better or, you know, you have a two game series versus a, you know, a double header against the same team and one game, a te- one team, one, the team that you think would win wins. And then the next game it's, you know, total opposite and the underdog wins just based on getting more used to the matchup. Uh, kind of taking a look at the standings. Uh, I'm just going to break down, you know, what the standings are, team's records um, 76ers are currently tied for first with the Boston Celtics. Uh, both teams are at seven and three. Um, both teams as well, though, um, have had COVID uh, issues. The 76ers, um, they, that's why, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he, he got to play those extended minutes and score the, um, have a good scoring outing. Um, and then for the Celtics, um, Jason Tatum currently has COVID. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. Uh, Pacers currently behind them in third at six and three. Um, they've been playing pretty good basketball. They've had some, you know, Sabonis is looking really good. Miles Turner playing some really efficient basketball, getting lots of blocks. Um, the Magic sitting at fourth at six and four, tied with the Bucks also at six and four. Uh, Bucks after some early, you know, first you know a couple game struggles, looking to turn that around, playing a bit better. Uh, Magic after their early success have kind of mellowed out a bit. Um, the Knicks are currently in sixth at five and five. They've looked decent so far this season. Julius Randle is playing like a beast. Um, the Heat are at four and four. They haven't been, you know, super spectacular, um, a little underwhelming. I'm looking for like Tyler Harrow and, you know, Duncan Robinson to kind of step up and take a more consistent role. It's just other than Bam, I haven't seen a ton of consistency for the Heat. So that's been an interesting factor for them. Uh, and number eight is the, well, I guess this is kind of all tied between sixth and ninth, but Cavs and Hornets are both at five and five as well. Um, Cavaliers, I believe, are um, have one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, Drummond's playing really well. Uh, Garland and Sexton both currently hurt, but have been playing well throughout the season as well. Uh, for the Hornets, uh, LaMelo Ball has been playing pretty well uh, so far this season. Uh, he started out kind of slow, getting it more into his rhythm now, um, but lots of exciting things coming for him. Personally, I do think so far through this season in terms of rookies, um, LaMelo's maybe my rookie of the year, uh, Tyrese uh, Halliburton, if I'm saying that correctly, I think he's the other, uh, top guy. I don't think, you know, um, Edwards or Wiseman have quite done enough to kind of be there, but I do like what I've seen from Lamelo and Halliburton so far. Um, kind of going down the list a little further, kind of surprising, kind of not, uh, Nets five and six in 10th place. And then also the Hawks four and five. Um, both teams were kind of early um, leaders out in the East. They were both teams that looked good. Um, they've kind of struggled as of late. Um, the Nets, you know, dealing with some injuries on the Hawks, just a little bit of consistency issues. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that kind of plays out. It's really interesting because, you know, at this point, there's a lot of teams from, you know, the 
it's just hard to say that, you know, even these teams, these bottom, you know, standings are really going to be there for very long. Um, you know, going down the Bulls at four and seven, they've actually played uh, better as of recently. I, you know, they recently uh, beat the um, Blazers. Uh, that was a good game for them. Levine has been playing very well. I think he had like 45, seven and seven in their last game. Um, so I think they're kind of on the up. Uh team that's not you know these bottom three do kind of seem a little bit more cemented so like down to 12 for the east like it does seem a little bit more competitive uh but 13 14 and 15 you have the raptors pistons and wizards raptors at two and seven and the pistons and wizards both at two and eight uh all three teams don't look like they're going to be you know really going for anything um in the conference this year um so we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, taking a look in the West, though, I think um, we're seeing about, you know, what we would expect for, and I mean, at this point in the season with, you know, where records are st- stacking out, except for the Suns. So currently, you know, Lakers 8-3, and three, they've been playing pretty well. Suns at 7-3, and three, I think they've been playing. I mean, if your expectation was what we saw, from them in at the end of the bubble, then they're doing really well. They're doing as you know, might what you as good as maybe what you would expect. Um, you know, they're they look like a really deep team, and they have other guys. You know, Booker's only scoring about twenty points per game, and I think uh, CP three's at like thirteen and nine or something like that. But you know, even even with that, um, you know, I don't think those are necessarily bad things. They have other guys who can kind of pop off on a game-to-game basis just based on, you know, matchups, and they seem to be working pretty well as a team. Um, and third is the Clippers at 7-4. and four. I think, you know, they're a team that continues to win the games they should, uh, at least from what I've seen, um, playing pretty well. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George uh, seem pretty locked in. Kawhi played his first, the first time since he was played for the Spurs, where he played on the second game of a back-to-back. So, in terms of health, Kawhi looks pretty dang healthy um, compared to other years. I, the only games he's missed so far, I believe, were when he got hit in the face. So uh, that's pretty encouraging right now. Uh, four through, I mean, like eight is kind of, I mean, four through <laughs> really 12 is kind of the same story for the West as it was for the East. Um, similar records. The Warriors have turned things around. They're actually six and four now. They've been looking pretty good. Uh, Steph's been playing pretty well. Mavericks at five and four. Um, they had, you know, their um, four COVID cases on their team. So postponed game tonight. Uh, Blazers, they're at five and four. Um, they've kind of seemed about what they play like early in the seasons as a Blazers fan. It's kind of what I've come to expect. Um, A little surprisingly, kind of at the eighth spot is the OKC Thunder. I'm super pumped about that. If they could somehow sneak into the playoffs this year, that would be pretty crazy with all the trades they've done um, and all the draft picks they've amassed and a young team. I think they're playing really well. I like watching them. They're an exciting team. They, I mean, they beat the Nets uh, in their last game. Uh, I think they can run with most teams especially with you know this season um 
until the playoffs, I think it's going to be really weird kind of seeing who wins, who loses, and stuff like that. I think it'll be a little inconsistent. Um, at number nine, you have the Spurs. Uh, they got some you know young players, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Kellen Johnson, all playing pretty well, and Demar Derozan has been playing well. Uh, at in ten, at ten, you got the Nuggets. They're starting to climb back up after not so great of a start. I do expect them to kind of get in that uh, probably five or six seed, maybe up to fourth um, at some point in the season. Pelicans at four and five, not you know super great. I do think they need to mature and get more experience together. And then the Kings at twelve, at four and six. Um, they're playing, I mean, I think they can play some good basketball, just, you know, not quite, they need more um, from Marvin Bagley, which he's shot poorly earlier in the season. I do think he's been doing better as of late. Um, and then going down, the Rockets, uh, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, all have been hit with injuries, uh, three and five for Rockets, three and six for Grizzlies, three and seven for Timberwolves. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see you know, where those three teams end up, you know, Grizzlies were, you know, held the eighth seed for a lot of last season, but dealing with Jaron Jackson Jr. injury and now a John Morant injury definitely hurt them. Um, but yeah, guys, I just wanted to kind of talk towards, you know, something that's going just on in general in the uh, card market right now. And that has been the movement from um, people going from the, you know, younger players to, uh, the Hall of Fame players, the um, more locked in type cards, you know, the Kobe Bryant, Topps Chrome or Topps Paper, LeBron, and then the Jordan um, Fleer rookie card. Um, you know, these are all cards that have been, you know, have started to get into that, you know, art type of um, consideration of what they're becoming. Um, they're definitely getting into kind of that upper echelon of, you know, value. And I do think, you know, as a, you know, hobby or as like a, just in general, they'll continue to, um, push the market forward. But I do, you know, based on what I've been talking with people about, uh, guys that like I go to card shows with and stuff and, just in general, kind of the vibe that I'm getting is that people are really wanting to move off of um, Luca, Trey, or even, you know, moving off of Luca and Trey, and especially Zion and Jaw, and getting into the diversifying into the Kobe's, LeBron, stuff like that. Um, I definitely think that's a good idea. You know, I've been picking up stuff. Um, that's kind of more of where my focus has been going. I do have, you know, I've been limited by my subs being, you know, at PSA for so long, but. Um, you know, definitely my next flips and especially my trip to Dallas. Uh, that'll be stuff that I look for when people come up to my case and are looking at what I've got. Um, that'll definitely be how I, you know, approach is being like, hey, you know, I'm looking to trade for these guys. You know, what do you have? Are you looking for any of my stuff? Especially if people are like, oh, are you considering a trade or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm really excited for the show. Um, I'm pretty pumped about, you know, what I might be able to do in terms of repositioning the stuff I have on hand into some new stuff. Um, I just sent out a two day sub for BGS. I sent out three cards. I sent out a, um, Shea Gildress Alexander, 
um, immaculate uh, RPA out of 99. I sent out a Gary Trent Jr. Um, rock hard reviewed 95 um, BGS or BGS rock hard reviewed 95. Um, that was a national treasures out of 99 RPA. And then I sent out my uh, SGA prism gold auto out of 10, um, which is PSA nine cracked that. And that's being sent into BGS on a two day as well. So looking forward to, you know, hopefully getting those cards back in a week or two based on, you know, the return times they've been able to have and getting that in before, hopefully before um, the show in a couple weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. If I can get it in before, be really pumped about that. I'm most likely, I most likely should be able to uh, just based on how long it generally takes in, them to get in. Um, but you know, we will see it. It's grading. It always, uh, fluctuates a little bit. So, you know, it's hard to say exactly what might happen with that, but I'm, um, you know, super pumped for just all that's going on in the hobby right now. It's a great time with the season going on. Um, you know, you got playoffs going on as well for the NFL. Um, that's definitely driving the market for a couple guys um, in the NFL right now for sure. So it's definitely exciting to see, you know, the different, you know, growth happening in different spots around the hobby. Um, sorry, it's been so long since I've released a podcast. I know you guys message me or comment when I have it in a while, but appreciate you guys following up on that. Um, yeah, thanks you guys for listening. Have a fantastic day and hope you all have some huge gains on sports cards here soon.